Traded football for some fight gear, then got punched right in the face. Woke up with a baby, puke all over the place. But I keep the ground with TYK, this is the best I've ever felt. Started doing stand up, there's a new hand I've been dealt. So right before this makeup on my face begins to melt, it's time to go below the belt. Yes, what is up, fam? We finally got the neon sign up. We got the Kimbo sign up. We are in full effect. The artwork for the new studio is officially done. Shout out to Daniela from San Diego for getting it done. She paints all this by hand, y'all. She paints it by hand. Takes forever. Literally forever. She's here at 8 a.m., leaves sometime at midnight. But this is it. It's all around. You'll see it. The Fight Companion uh, studio in the lobby, you see it. It's all done. Neon signs up and running. So we are back in full force, man. Back in full fucking force. Chin with the old school finding the kid. I haven't seen that in a hot second. I know. Jim, our guy Jim from Malcolm, just saw it for the first time. He's like, mm. pretty dope. Yeah, it's a dope. Me yeah. as I'm Ken and uh, Brian's Ryu. Brian wish he had that hair, so that's cool. Mm-hmm. Nice little weekend for your boy. Went to Monster Jam with the fam. They actually asked me to basically throughout the first pitch where you start the the whole thing that's me at the staples center wow. on the big screen there and my son tiger dude my dad took me to monster jam when i was a kid and it was a big deal fell asleep not a big deal um but it was such a big deal so i always take my son because my dad used to take me when i was a kid and i was telling my girl i'm like can you i can't imagine if i was five and my dad was able to do this. So i would freak dope. the fuck out yeah Tiger did not give a flying fuck. He's like, Dad, let's get down there. We're going to miss. I'm like, no, dude, they can't start till I tell them this. that's the gig, dude. <laughs> when I say, let's get it on, this is Monster Truck or Monster Jam, then they start. They can't start till your dad gives them the okay. He's like, well, do it quick and let's run to our seats. I'm like, oh, my God, you have no idea what this means, man. It's so loud, dude. Those trucks are so loud, dudes. Damn. 1,500 horsepower. They say it's between like 1,500 and 2,000 horsepower. Oh, God. And just straight pipes. Just straight. No caliber converter. Not Just straight old school pipes, dude. Just so loud. My one and a half year old Boston, he was scared of the noise. There he is looking like Steven Seagal. Um, <laughs> He, he forced my, he watched the entire thing with one eye open. He forced me or my girl to have a hand over one eye for three hours. Very strange. He ate two, uh, two fucking things of fries too. I'm like, dude, you're, you're going to have diabetes. You're, we're thinking about putting him on keto. There he is. He's turning into Steven Seagal. So that's cool. And he loves that shirt, refuses to take it off. He just strolls around the house in this weird Hawaiian donut fucking shirt. Yeah, kids are crazy, man. It was a good time, though. Shout out to uh, Monster Jam for all the love. It was great. The fights over the weekend. If you listen to your boy, I told you TJ as a dog ain't a bad bet, is it? Ain't a bad bet. Your boy wins some money. I hate Ben against Corey Sandhagen. Phenomenal fight. One of the best bantamweight fights in a long-ass time. I'm just I'm blown away by, by TJ. Two-and-a-half-year layoff. Comes back. Fights the number one contender. Should be fighting for a title. Um, but obviously the Aljamain Sterling and the uh, Peter Yan fight ended in that weird controversy with the knee to the face. So that postposed things. So Corey has to take a fight. Ends up fighting TJ Dillashaw, which uh, bad for him, ended up losing. So he gets, I don't think, 
he loses any kind of ground there in the in the in the rankings. I'm sure everybody was up in arms about the decision or you know who you thought was going to win. To me, it was pretty clear. You know, I'm, I'm really close with one of TJ's coaches, and we were texting during the fight. Um, you know, th- this the the way I would best describe this fight is TJ won the sport. So when you look at mixed martial arts, there's a judging criteria, and if you know the way the sport is judged and you viewed it as that, you would have TJ the winner. If you looked at it as a fight, you would have Corey as the winner. And you're both right. You're both right. But in the sport, which is the way these guys get paid, and it's very black and white, TJ won that fight pretty handedly. You know, I had it 2-2 going into the fifth, and I had TJ barely winning that fifth round. Um, And here's what's fascinating about this is TJ did it on one leg. He blew out his goddamn knee. And when he blew out his knee, uh, I thought, oh, he's screwed. With the movement, and Corey's such a savage with his movement and his angles, and he's he's hard enough to hit when you have both legs, let alone do it on one leg. And it definitely changed the course of the fight. But, you know, I found myself – I'm such a big Corey Sanhagen fan, and I'll put it like this – Corey's going to be champ. I promise you, Corey will be your champion at Bantamweight. He's young. This is, an ex- this is a learning experience for him. He's very young. Corey will be your champ. There was so much more on the line as far as the projection of TJ's career opposed to Corey Sanhagen. Because TJ, two and a half year layoff, you know, he, he's getting longer in the tooth. Was he 36? Is he 36, Jen? 35, 36? If he loses this one, the road to get back there is going to be a bit of a bitch. You know, it's pretty jammed. The 35, two-and-a-half-year layoff, you know. So so if you're TJ, two-and-a-half-year layoff, your last fight you lost to, to uh, Henry Cejudo, right, at 125. You tested hot for EPO. And so there was so much pressure going into this fight for TJ, way more pressure than Corey. For Corey, obviously, he took a gamble, taking a fight, not waiting for a title shot. Didn't up working out for him. Corey's going to be fine. So I found myself, I love both of these guys. I hate that they fought each other. But I found myself rooting a little more for TJ just because what was on the line for him. Two and a half year layoff. You have all the naysayers who go, oh, the only reason he ever won fights was because of the PED, stuff like that. Um, he loses this. At 35, it, it's not going to look pretty. So going into the fight, there's just so much, so much more pressure on TJ to perform. And I do think ring rust was a factor, and it really showed in his timing. Usually TJ's timing's a, a little more crisp, a little more on. So I thought his timing was a tad off. And then you mix in, you blow out your goddamn knee, and then you mix in the cut. And just for those of you that have never been in a fight and got cut and have the blood pouring in your eye, uh, which your thick friend here has, I want you to, if you want to feel what, it, what it's like, take oil. Take oil from a car or cooking oil and pour it in your eye. Because it's not like uh, water where it runs in your eye, you can just wick it away and you're all good. As it pours in, blood is very oily and it, it's, it's, it, it, it compromises your vision for the entire fight. So if you're TJ, think how much of a badass he is. Blows out his knee. One of the worst cuts you've ever seen. And also what makes this worse is it wasn't from left to right. It was from north to south. So you're going across multiple th- muscles in the face, which is the worst case scenario. So you have a cut in the worst spot possible, blood rushing into your eye, oil rushing into your eye. So you have one eye, one leg, and you're fighting Corey the Sandman Sandhagen, this fucking young savage who you've trained with before. 
And people say maybe got the better of you in training and stuff like that. There's a lot of history there. So for him to to blow out his knee, to take a, a dam- the damage of the eye like he did, and not only that obviously he lost that second round, but come back in that third and win it, it just shows you the volume of what kind of savage you're dealing with in TJ Dillashaw. It's, in, it's insane, dude. And if that doesn't make you a fan, then you're an idiot. How about that? If you're not a fan of TJ now, and for all you naysayers out there, well, the only reason he went, I don't, even if you're a fighter, the people go, oh, he doesn't look the same. You know, it, it, the only reason he ever won those other fights because he was on EPO, well, he wasn't this time. Looked pretty good. Beat the number one guy in the world, not named Aljamain Stern or Peter Yan, on one leg and one eye. Mm-hmm. So, so, where, so where are you at now? Where, where's the EPO and P, PD talk now? Uh, crickets. Crickets. So he shut up all those naysayers, got the job done, and now he's in line for a title shot. And have they, have they decided when uh, Al Jermaine and Peter Yan are fighting? It says uh, October 30th. Perfect. So that fight's going to happen. Obviously, they're both going to get pretty fucked up unless something <laughs> wild happens. So you, you, TJ's probably looking at fighting for a title early 2022, which he's going to need some time with that cut. That cut's brutal. That cut. And then I don't. do we know how bad his leg was damaged? Don't know. I think for Corey, the biggest kind of takeaway from it is he, what he does is, and it's a, what a lot of new, newer age jiu-jitsu guys do. You don't see a lot of old school guys doing it. When, when, he, when he rolls, those Granby rolls, he's constantly giving TJ his back. And it's not that TJ was doing anything on the back, but that's control. That would be a form of octagon control. So every time Corey would roll for whatever fucking reason, not do anything with it, he would roll and just kind of hand fight with the, the, on his hip. Well, as TJ's around his back, that's octagon control. So those are rounds. Those are points for TJ. Every time he would roll and TJ would get his back, even though he wasn't doing anything, but he's pressuring forward, though that's a victory for TJ. For the life of me, if Corey's going to roll, do those Granby rolls and roll like that, you have to A, make it count, and B, do something with it. You can't just allow, a, especially a wrestler, to get your back and ride you out, man. You can't. You're losing the fight. And I know for fans, it's, it's like, well, Corey land the bigger shots? Agree 100%. Corey land the bigger shots? Corey did more damage? Agree with that 100%. But in the sport of MMA, when you're giving your back like that and you're allowing a guy to control the octagon, dictate where the fight goes... And then, you know, it's not that TJ's doing the damage. It's just a, a, the, in the sport of mixed martial arts, that's winning rounds. And that's why TJ eventually got the nod. And if you look back to the prior uh, judges' decisions, I thought it was even more so that TJ was going to win this fight. Because, you know, sometimes those judges are morons. So a lot of times, you know, they don't award guys points for that stuff because they don't know what the fuck they're doing. But in this case, these judges got it right. I would have even been okay with the draw, even though I did have TJ winning. I don't think anybody got robbed. If they give to Corey, I'm like, all right, yeah, he did a lot of damage. You might have gave that 10-8 round, you know, the second round, and then you could might be able to edge it out for the fifth and give it to Corey. I can see that. There's no argument there. But give it to TJ, that's how I scored it. I think that's how a lot of other analysts in the game scored it. Um, I, I thought TJ, you know, with one leg, one eye, did pretty fucking well, man. But there was definitely a case of ring rust there with his timing. Um, and But even his even his timing before the leg got blown out was was off. 
And then it even looked even worse because when you shoot in, especially I think it was the fourth round we shot in for that double. Usually TJ finishes that, but he's he's on he's on one fucking leg, so there's no drive through. So it was just control thing. So you see him drive through and then come up to the hips and run to the cage. That's control. That's control, man. Those are points, and that's why I won the fight. So I get how some people can be disgruntled that TJ won the fight, but. Ah, you you you, you got to know how the how the fight goes. You got to know the fight game a little better. So the for the for, for the first time in the history of the global scorecard, we have a dead even draw. Yeah, I'm fine with the draw. Great MMA. Yeah. It's officially the most competitive fight we've ever recorded, right down to the decimal point. Wow. Literally, the final was forty seven point five to both sides. Yeah, I thought TJ's uh, leg kicks were good. Again, um, it was very successful in the first round. Once that knee got blown out, you could see it compromised his his uh, footwork. Um, you know, and, and for TJ, just hats off to him to two and a half year layoff, dude. And you're fighting a guy who's active and he's a fucking killer. And how about TJ's jaw? How about that knee to the face? Insane, dude. Nuts. Um, so again, if I was TJ's management, I would have said, let, let's not fight again in the top five. Let's, let's fight someone else. But that's what makes TJ TJ, and he wanted, he, he wanted to fight Peter Yan. That's what he wanted, but obviously Peter Yan had that issue with Al Jermaine. So, like, right, who do you want? And he asked for Corey Sandahagen, and it was the right move. It was the right move. He ended up winning. Now he's going to fight for a title. Again, for, for Corey, I think he has to get out of this. He's almost in this zen space, and his coach Christian Allen, who I know very well, who I came up with for eight years, is this very zen, like spiritual, like – you know, free flow stuff like that, which is great. And obviously he's downloaded all that into Corey. But, but you, and you, when you get finishes, it works out great. But, you know, when you're fighting guys at this championship level, like TJ Dillashaw, you got to, you got to put rounds in the bank. And Corey to me, wasn't doing that. You know, he's a, he's a finisher and he has great knees and elbows and punches and his counter striking is fantastic. And his footwork's fantastic. But his learning experience from this, I'm like, all right, I can't Grammy roll all the fucking time. Just give people my back. Um, who, who's the guy? I'm forgetting his fucking name. The He's kind of nerdy. He got lit up. Uh, Ryan Hall. You know, he does a lot of Grammy rolling. And, you know, you're going for those submissions and the legs, stuff like that. At, a, at the high, highest level, that stuff doesn't work. It doesn't. Hate to tell you guys that. Doesn't work. Those guys, especially those wrestlers with their base, stuff like that, and they're going to punch you in the face. And so you got to know when to use that Granby rule. And it just it, it just wasn't there for Corey. And that's why, to me, that's why he lost the fight. If he wasn't doing that stuff and TJ wasn't controlling him getting his back, Corey wins this probably three to two, maybe four to one. Um, but again, how that says it's the close fight in whatever UFC history and it was a draw, I'm fine with I'm I'm cool with draws. They don't do them enough. But... Uh, I had TJ win in that fight. I did have TJ win that fight. So now he's going to fight for a world title. And I would assume that happens maybe end of December, depending how Al Jermaine, Peter Yon go, or early January, February 2022, which is perfect timing for TJ. Let's take a break from the chaos that is the fight world, because listen, fellas, I see a lot of you at my shows. A lot of you guys are losing your hair, man. Yep, two out of three dudes will experience some form of hair loss by the time they're 30. Five, more than 50 million bros in the U.S. suffer from male pattern baldness. 
It ain't cool, man. It is not cool at all. Keeps is here to help you guys. Keeps offers a simple, stress-free way to keep your hair. Keep what you have, man. Keep it. It's low-cost treatments start at just $10 per month. Keeps offers generic versions of the best stuff that keeps your hair. Shows up discreet little packets so nobody knows that you're trying to keep your locks fresh. Keeps has more five-star reviews than any of its competitors. Prevention is key. Treatment can take four to six months. So start now, man. Start now before you're, you're bald. You look like Dana White by the end of the year. If you're ready to take action and prevent hair loss, go to keeps.com slash BTB. That's K-E-E-P-S dot com slash BTB to receive your first month of treatment free. That's keeps, K-E-E-P-S dot com slash BTB to get your first month free. Keeps.com slash BTB. Hey, are you crypto curious? Have you ever thought about entering the world of cryptocurrency? It's a bunny hole to go down to, man. It's a quite the rabbit hole and a lot of uh, information out there. You just don't know where to go. But that's where Coinbase makes learning to buy and sell simple cryptocurrency easy. Cryptocurrency might feel like a secret or exclusive club online, but Coinbase believes that everyone everywhere should be able to get in the door learn about it and start investing in it. If you've been following the cryptocurrency craze, now is the time to start getting involved. Coinbase makes it quick and easy to start your own portfolio and learn to trade like a pro. Coinbase offers a trusted and easy to use platform to buy, sell, and spend cryptocurrency. They support the most popular digital currencies on the market and make them accessible to everybody. They offer portfolio management and protection learning resources and a mobile app so you can trade securely and monitor your crypto all in one easy place. Millions of people in over 100 countries trust Coinbase with their digital assets, all right? It, I know, it's you're like, do I trust it? Do I not? That's where Coinbase helps you out, man. For a limited time, new users can get $5 in free Bitcoin when you sign up today at coinbase.com belt. Sign up at coinbase.com belt for $5 in free Bitcoin. Limited time only, so be sure to sign up today. That's coinbase.com belt. Rust card was solid. Definitely solid. Nothing that's going to blow your hair back, but definitely a, a good card. Uh, Mickey Gall looked phenomenal. I thought he was my MVP of that undercard. Uh, Brendan Allen, great name, stud. <laughs> um, that Randy Costa, goddamn, he was doing the goddamn thing, and I don't know what happened, dude. I have no idea what happened. He was doing the goddamn thing, doing well, and then just kind of melted. The kid's boxing, his jab looked phenomenal, and he just kind of melted as the fight went on. Um, I also didn't have a problem with the uh, – I, I, I shouldn't say I, I did have a problem. Even that the co-main event with uh, Pavia and uh, Kyler Phillips, to me that was a draw because that first round was a 10-8. Then the other dude, uh, Pavia, won the second and third. Well, if you give that first round 10-8, homeboy wins the next two, that would be a draw. So there could have been two draws on there, but those judges, ain't they're not going to have it. Darren Elkins, who was a, a big underdog on that, um, you know, just survived that first round and went to work, wore the dude out. Macy Barber, Maverick. I actually had Maverick win in that fight. Mm. She is a little stud at. She is a stud. Macy Barber needs that win like a motherfucker, but I had Maverick win that fight, man. Uh, yeah, the judges on this, it was dicey, man. It was very dicey. Good card overall, though. Did you watch it, Jen? Yeah, it's good. Who who'd you I have did. win the main? I did have Corey. Have, I did have Corey. Yeah, Corey. Yeah. That's fine. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, it's it. super close, but yeah. Very close. And you had Corey, what, second? Third, fourth. oh, third. I think second and third and fifth, or second. I don't remember the exact maybe second. Fourth, I just remember watching second, it, fourth, and fifth, something like that. When I watched it, I thought I had a slight advantage for a court. 
I get it. Of course, he's gonna be champ. He's just to learn mm-hmm. from this. Those Grand Prix rolls were fucking weird. Uh, then he also had uh, bare knuckle box on Friday night. Oh yeah, Paige Van Zant and Rachel Ostovich. This is by far their best card, and I think I'm a fan of bare knuckle boxing. I think bare knuckle boxing is growing on people, and it shows you how far the sport has gone from the early cockfighting days and this brutality of the sport. Because I think with you know, obviously you have these beautiful women fighters who are so talented. And I, I think when you move from the UFC to mixed martial arts into uh, bare knuckle boxing, it takes a while to adapt to it. I think, you know, Paige has lost two, but she's one of those fighters. You're telling me you're not going to watch her next fight. I don't think bare knuckle is going to cut her. You know, she's a, a huge draw for them. Um, so for it was a good fight, a great fight back and forth. But I, I do think this that sport is going to evolve as the fighters get more comfortable fighting bare knuckle. <clears throat> it's a different distance. You know, it's not mixed martial arts. They're trying to learn the clinch a little better. Um, but, you know, Paige has a chin like a motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Paige was pissed. She lost that one. Stormed off. It was exciting, too. It was a good fight. And I, I think that league's only going to get bigger over time. They should need to get more. Like, Paige Van Zandt and Rachel have a lot left in the tank. It's not like, you know, like a Roy Jones and a Mike Tyson, these old heads who are going at it. The more younger, talented fighters that they get who adapt to the rules of bare-knuckle boxing, that sport's going to grow. There's definitely a lane for bare knuckle boxing, mm-hmm. but uh, I did have Rachel win that fight, close fight. They could fight every weekend. I'd watch it. Rachel need definitely need that win. Paige, you know, she loses three in a row, and then it seemed like All right, yeah. maybe bare knuckles not for you, but um, she's fine right now. Uh, did you have Paige at least or possibly winning? She seemed a bit more technical, but Rachel landed those bombs. So. Yeah, Rachel landed those bombs. Uh, I, I could see how you could give it to Paige, but I had Rachel winning. Mm-hmm. Again, all close fights, man. Yeah. <laughs> okay, uh, this was what happened at the event, too. Hector Lombard and Tyron Woodley. So Hector Lombard confronted Tyron Woodley about his side piece that apparently Woodley tried to get after before. Currently? Uh, I think previously. Oh, come on, dude. <laughs> but, must be guy code here. What are we talking about here? He even says it out loud, too. Like right he, here? Yeah. I'll show you. You saying I want the smoke? I know Woodley looks a little uh, intimidated like, there. Jesus Christ! Hector used to be such a killer at ATT. Of course, dude. such a fucking killer. So I'm sure there's some of that still there where when Woodley and him were training together, you know, there's those days mm-hmm. where, you know, he's the big kind of bully of ATT. So from my understanding, Hector, who had a girl at the time, had a side piece and Woodley said he could fix the side piece's knee and then start talking to her. You how, know that story? Yeah, how wow. he can, you know, help her out. And I guess once he started working with her, He's trying to holler at her, and he's saying how Hector's like a bad guy, I guess. That's according to Hector. Mm. That's what Hector put on Instagram. Uh, I feel like they're a little too old to be doing it. just <laughs> being public about your side yeah, pieces, and then, too. It's like, weird. Isn't Woodley married? I think he got a divorce and then was with someone else. Okay. But, yeah, I'm not sure. And then for Hector, it's like, it's, it's weird. To, remember when Pauly Malignaggi lost that fight to Adrian Broner? I was like, yeah. that's my side piece. I started crying. <laughs> One of the greatest moments in boxing history. 
Uh, it's very strange. All right. All right. It's just, it's just a weird thing to be upset about. I know. And <laughs> very weird. So they might settle it there at BKFC one day. That's, yeah, I guess. Is that, I don't is think that, is that Hector that. looking for a fight, you know? It could be that too. Of course, yeah. If I'm Woodley, I'm like, dude, that was five years ago. <laughs> and it's the what? side piece. I mean, never mind. I'm sure people fall in love with their side pieces. For sure. Yeah, it happens. So this also happened over at the... <laughs> At uh, BKFC. And this is a bummer because I remember we thought Blueface was going to do bare knuckle. It, he did it in boxing gloves. So it wasn't on as bare cool. knuckle? Yeah, yeah. In boxing gloves? In boxing gloves. And then some fan jumped in and tried to punch it Blueface. Is, it is a lot like for your first fight to do bare knuckle. But that's what sounded crazy. When we first heard it, I was like, oh, this crazy. He's going to do YouTubers bare knuckle. Jump into bare knuckle. Like, you gotta be, oh, you're talking about that guy? <laughs> yeah, you got to be. Well, for both of them, like yeah. a rapper and then some YouTuber to do bare knuckle for your first competition is yeah. so insane. <laughs> And and Blueface won, right? Yeah. Do we have come Blueface? What's his real name? You see the guy coming here? Which guy? That guy. These announcers. Are <laughs> the announcers. Like, the announcers are like. Are the are the announcers from TMZ? Oh my dude! It was a punch. Listen to the announcer. So there's just some random fan that got in there, tried to punch Blueface? Yeah. Oh my God, it is mayhem. We're here at, where the fuck they were? Hard Rock Casino, it is mayhem. <laughs> Dude, relax. And this is the TikToker that was like the finishing sequence. God, this YouTube act like you've been there before, man. Holy fuck, dude. Yeah, that was pretty funny. Jesus Christ. But that guy got arrested. Yeah. I'm not sure what's going to happen. Yeah, you can't be jumping in there and punching people in the face. No. Why do we call him Blueface? His face is not blue. <laughs> it's just his rap name. It's not a bad rap name. Let's see if we can see something. Represent the association with the Crips and oh. the Blue. $100 bill. All right. But there you go. It's a crypt thing. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, that's how um, that's how this thing works through Vertic MMA. This article is written in January of last year, but at that time they had fourteen thousand active users, and it's globally. What is uh, that app? That Vertic MMA. So it's literally if you're a user, you can do real time voting. What you think rounds and all that stuff. So that's how they put everything together. Oh, so the public. Did yeah, that. the public. But I mean, yeah, I think that's a good. You want an educated idea. opinion though, for sure. Like I want the I don't want the public deciding who wins. I'm sure there's educated people on there too. But yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Did you know that Artem Lobov had a fight oh, last really? weekend? Yeah. So he got beat up oh, by okay. Olympic silver medalist. Yeesh. And then he retired as well. And yeah. then the crazy thing about this is look how look how the ring is. Holy Surrounded shit. by sandbags. That's not them, by the way. It was just an example. This is, this is the most Russian thing I've ever believe This it. is Russian. Yeah. But it looks pretty crazy. It looks so intense. Yeah. So Artem lost that one. He hasn't won in a hot so hot. So he lost. Yeah. He beat Polly, right? And then so he's lost a few, and then now he's retired. Yep, from all combat sports too. So he's not coming back for MMA or anything. Good for him. Yeah, three in a row. Okay, that's tough. But that's just from M- yeah. So that's UFC, and then exhibition. He won three in a row, and then this last one, bare knuckle. Well, the exposition's from 2015, dude. 
So we don't care about that. We just need, let me see his bare knuckle. Right there. Four fights, two losses. So he, he beat Polly and then lost and then lost Jason Knight, although he beat him before, lost another dude. All right. Uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, if you keep losing, probably not for you. Yeah. So Jake Paul says that he's actually talking to Connor's people about a potential match, like his people and their people. Yeah, and we said this on the fight companion, probably the biggest fight for Connor. I mean, I, th- I still think Nate Diaz is the biggest. This is probably the biggest moneymaker for Connor. But here's where it gets kind of in the weeds is the UFC still has Connor under contract. So Dana would obviously get a big piece of this. So Dana would have to give him the okay. He would have to be a part of it for sure, right? No, yeah. yeah. Dana's not going to let him go do this on his own. So our team is in touch with this team and there's talks about actually happening. Uh, and people at first thought I was just joking. I said I want to fight him. But now it's real as it gets. It's more real than ever, by the way. If we do fight, we're going to knock him out. Can you imagine if Jake knocked him out? You know what's crazy? Like, I thought he was ridiculous for even thinking this last year. And then slowly, I'm like, this could actually happen now. Yeah. It's insane. We live in a weird world. YouTuber. <laughs> well, to, to me, we'll see. Like, if you were to starch Woodley, then you're probably going to get that McGregor, which is nuts. We're even talking about this. Speaking of that, Gilbert Gilbert Burns was on uh, TMZ. And then Gilbert he actually Burns? said, yeah. That's I got to watch this time. one close, but I'm not that confident that Woodley's going to pull that one off. Yeah, I, I don't know anyone who's super confident. <laughs> I have no idea what <laughs> So insane. Expect, yeah. We also don't know a lot about Jake, right? Like, you beat Ben Askren, uh-huh. who, 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 you know, who's not a boxer, and honestly didn't take it very serious. Like, we don't know a ton about Jake. Yeah, he did look good, though. Stipe Miocic commented on Shotri Sityadong, the guy from one championship. Okay. I mean, this is really nothing, but it is interesting. So, right there. So Shot Tree said, who should I sign to one for the next guy? And then Stipe commented underneath with the, this emoji. And then he says this. I shouldn't have to wait for a winner. I have the most heavyweight title defense of all time. We're one-on-one, but DC got instant rematches and trilogies against me? Question mark. So he wants to fight Francis again? He wanted a rematch, yeah. I get it. Mm-hmm. He's not getting it right away. So this was interesting. You said he, uh, Corey's becoming more zen now, right? Yeah. So he does journaling, and then he actually wrote down a play for real quick. This is about Frankie Edgar. Damn, he's sharing his journal with people? Mm-hmm. From the Edgar fight, uh, I remember that day I was having like a really a lot of struggles trying to just figure out like uh, what was going on in my mind that was making me really not want to fight. Something in me wants to make this smaller than what it is. Something wants to run and get 50% in there. I don't know who that is. Is it the devil? This is a demon, one that is afraid to live, afraid of Corey being the best Corey, because then he dies. And I actually have him here be ready to knee a hole in his head right away. He will try to take the center. That's kind of interesting, though. I didn't know that I wrote that I was going to knee him in the head beforehand. He was reflecting on his journal and then found out that he actually wrote that Called down. Called the knee? Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. The, the devil's definitely not uh, making you do 50% in there, Corey. <laughs> Yeah, the yeah. devil doesn't give a shit about your MMA match, but whatever gets you through it, man. So I'll play this clip for you, actually. So, you know, Connor's been saying that Dana White, the UFC, knew about his leg injury, his ankle injury. Yeah, and the UFC's like, hold up, no. Doug. Yeah, so I'll just play it for you it's real quick. This is Fox, 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 Fox News? Yeah, well, he's had ankle issues for, you know, last couple of years. And, uh, you know, he, he had asked if he could tape his ankles coming into this fight, and he got clearance to do it from the Nevada State Athletic Commission, and then he opted not to tape them. Uh, I don't know why. But, yeah, he, he has chronic arthritis. Chronic arthritis, though, like, that's just, like, 
pain, right? Yeah, it's pain. It doesn't really damage your ankle, right? I think what Connor's alluding to is he told him about that arthritis and the, the commission, which you have to go through a whole protocol. The commission granted him uh, access so he could tape his ankles. He decided not to. Yeah. But that doesn't mean he told him that he has shin issues. Yeah, yeah. And his, yeah. That's the way they can play the game here. Yes. It sounds like that's what Connor's depending on. Yeah. But no, the UFC's not going to play that game. Even with Connor, <clears throat> we definitely didn't know you had a fucking... You can't, of course. You're screwed if you do. So this is interesting as well. So the, the fight you're talking about, uh, Piotr Jan and Aljamain Sterling, it's going to be a double headliner, two title fights. That's the one with Jan Blakovich as well and Glover Texera. But they're going to be non-pay-per-view in America. So it'll just be like a regular fight, fight night. night. Yeah. But in across the states, it's going to be pay-per-view, which I don't understand. Like across the pond. Yeah. Weird. I wonder why they're doing that. Because they're assuming Peter Jan and uh, uh, Blakovich is going to be, they're going to be the ones carrying this. And America's not going to pay for it. Yeah, I don't know. doing it. So that's the date they're targeting to, October 30th. Aljamain says, October 30th in Abu Dhabi, all the talking ends. Sleepy Hagen or Needle Shaw winner gets the next whooping after I put away Jan in three. God, I just don't see how, and I love Aljamain. I don't see how he's so confident he's going to beat Peter Jan after that last performance. Only thing that matters in the sport is blue collar, hard work, no Dana White privileges ever given to me. All right. Okay, this is just silly, but John Bones Jones posted this. He said I'll delete it later, but he, he never did. It's him singing. And I'm actually kind of impressed with how you could actually sort of sing. Really? Yeah. And watch. you're a hater on people singing. I don't hate. I'm just honest. You're critical. Yeah. I wish you didn't do this. Though. <laughs> well, I wish he wasn't doing this. <laughs> didn't he grow up in churches, though? So probably singing church? <laughs> it's just that. Yeah, I wish he didn't do that. Yeah, no. And he didn't delete it, so. But he can actually sing? If he practiced, he could actually be pretty good, I would say. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. This is just uh, Justin Gaethje responding to Michael Chandler. Michael Chandler did an Instagram live. Yeah. Uh, so with this, so Chandler keeps saying that Gaethje's turned down the fights, right? Mm -hmm. and, and then so Gaethje said no. What, and Justin Gaethje saying, at Michael Chandler's talking out of his ass, I was waiting for a bout agreement three weeks into camp, wake up to news, his daddy Dana gave him the, sh everyone just shitting on Dana nonstop. Uh, his daddy Dana gave him the shot. He's been out of commission since the KO. What am I missing? I'm on vacation. This fucker's slandering my name three to four times. Hmm. Mm -hmm. They should definitely fight, though, huh? That'd be an insane fight for sure. Yeah, great fight. All right, so in Bellator, James Gallagher Ooh, that's a fun will be one. fighting Patchy Mix. Tough fight for James Gallagher. Gary said he met Patchy Mix somewhere talking to homeless nice. people in Venice, talking to homeless people. Just <laughs> Is he trying to get whatever new COVID variant? So why don't you give Patchy a heads up? Like, it's not the smartest move, but good for him. Was he giving him food? And That'd be cool if he was actually helping him out and just oh, talking to him. <laughs> he was just there. Like, oh, cool, man. Keep doing your thing. Um, so two fights announced for PFL. Kayla Harrison versus Jenna Fabian, who they were supposed to fight before. Something happened. I think Fabian got injured, but now she's going to fire. Oh, and you fight. know what's going to happen. I, I know, yeah. Everyone knows what's going to happen. She's the Mike Tyson. She, Kayla's 10 and those girls, 4-1. and one. Oh my gosh. It's a tough game, yeah. dude. No one, she needs to get to the UFC. Mm -hmm. And then this is cool. Ray Cooper the third and Roy McDonald. That'll be a good fight. Semifinals, yeah. This is interesting as well. Alan Belcher. He hasn't fought since like twenty fifteen. And then he's going to BKFC August twentieth versus Tony Lopez. If you remember Tony Lopez. I remember Tony Lopez. The Mexican guy, he was like King of the Cage champ or something yeah. for a while. Yeah. 
Let me see Tony Lopez. Yeah. God, that's an old school reference, man. I know. Hardcores would know. Does Belcher still work with Poirier? And uh, he used to work with Poirier. He used to work with Mitrione. I don't know. Yeah, I but remember this, this dude. Guy. Yeah, he's popular for a while. Yeah, he's he's old school. That's bare knuckle. That's bare knuckle. BKFC. All right. Two guys long in the tooth. Dude, Gary just showed me a picture of Alan Belcher right now. Oh, what in the world? Yeah. It's called TRT, dog. I know. It has to be. Damn, he looks great. That could be you, Chin, but you're bullshitting. I'm doing it, man. I'm going to do it. That could be you, but you're listening to Brian Callen. <laughs> Brian, who's never cut weight, never trained in his life for any competition ever. You listen to Brian Callen. I listen to both of you. Oh, why would you listen to Brian, dude? But <laughs> if it comes to stand-up, if it comes to doing sketches, listen to Brian. If it comes to anything outside Physical that. Physical fitness, I'll listen to you. You can't listen to a guy who goes, well, I know a guy. Who told me that? Yeah. And he wants me to get an endocrinologist. <laughs> I don't know why you'd listen. How am I? <laughs> no, you're not transitioning a female. <laughs> it's a fucking blood test. It's so it's funny. It's pretty, pretty upfront. You don't want to listen to Brian Callen or anything except for stand-up. Yeah. Outside that, let's not. Yeah, he looks jacked. He looks amazing. He probably feels amazing too, right? He said it messes with your, your energy you level, get... even though I'm tired right now. <laughs> All right. These are the five... Yeah, Card's not going to blow your fucking hair back. Fun main event, though. Uh, There's going to be zero takedowns in this fight. Hall versus Strickland is a fun, fun fucking fight. Um, I know they're both on four-fight win streaks. I would say Sean Strickland's a little more impressive. You look at Uriah Hall's run, you know, obviously, you know, with Anderson Silva and then with Chris Weidman's leg falling off, you know, okay. And before that, he got knocked up by Paulo Costa, uh, I would love to see him and Izzy fight. To me, that'd be like a dream fight. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we're going to see it. I don't know if he gets past Strickland. Strickland's a fucking dog, man. Strickland, yeah, his striking's good. His fundamentals are good. He doesn't do anything fancy like Uriah, but look at the, look at that run, man. His run's a little more impressive than Uriah's. I'll take Strickland via uh, either late stoppage or decision. And that's if he doesn't get hit with some weird fucking spinning back kick. That's mm-hmm. the thing about Uriah. It sucks to bet against Uriah because, like, the Musasi fight or something, like, like, he lands one of those weird fucking heel kicks or something. It's a game, set, match. And Strickland has been hit by one of those before. Chance of it happening again, not good. Um, the only part of me that wants Uriah to win is because I'd love to see him versus Izzy. So Uriah would have Strickland, and then he'd have to fight uh, probably two more times before he gets to Izzy. Mm-hmm. But uh, this is going to be a tough one for Uriah Hall. It's a tough matchup for him. Uh, not too crazy of a card. No, not mm-hmm. at all. Sam Alvey's there. That's cool. And there's a Bellator. Do you know about this? Yes. I had AJ on food truck. AJ McKee, uh, his father's MMA royalty. AJ's a fucking stud, man. You know, he's grown up in front of our eyes on Bellator. He was the young kid in the gym. Um, and now he's he's the man. He is the man. Um, to me, you know, it's a, it's obviously a tough fucking fight for AJ. You know, the Pitbull is a monster. But I just, AJ's big. He's unpredictable. You can't really bring anybody into the training camp to uh, mimic AJ. So he does. I give him the upper edge there. Um, and he just has this confidence about him. It's not a cockiness. It's this weird arrogance um, of a guy who you know who's never lost and just thinks he's going to pull it off. Thinks it's his time. And you got to wonder: Is it his time? You know, how long can uh, the pitbull carry on like this, man? You know, he's been fighting for a hot second at the highest level. Is a guy a young line like AJ McKee? Is he the next in line? I did pick AJ to win the whole thing, so I'm gonna stick by that. 
I'll take AJ in the upset. I, I think the odds are almost even. Do we have odds, Chin? I'll pull them up right now. Slight dog, yeah. Plus, plus 100. 100. Yeah, it's basically even money. Yeah, that's a tough fight to fucking call, man. And that's in LA. That's at the forum, man. I know, a bunch of boys. All, the, all you guys going. are going to it in here, I assume? Yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah, I picked AJ to win. I'm, I'm going to stick by it. I'm riding the AJ train right now. I think AJ gets it done. I'll say via decision. You know, I'll say AJ TKO. Sorry, AJ TKO. Oh. I'm not going to give you a round, though. I'm not that good. I'll say AJ uh, TKO. Tough fucking guy to train for, man. It'd be, yeah. You know, Pitbull's been the face of Bellator for a hot second. It'd be good for Bellator to switch it up. New blood in there. And then, he's, then they're going to have to do a rematch, which Pitbull deserves. AJ says he's going to win that fight, get the million dollars, and buy my car. So that's cool. I was like, <laughs> I feel like it's a bad idea with your money, but do what you want. Your car looks insane now, by the way. So. It went through a little transformation. It got it wrapped. This new video on Thick Boy that covers all of it. YouTube Thick Boy. Yeah, it looks sick. What did Jeremiah say? You turned the old T5KZ set into a Porsche. <laughs> you wildin', bro. Interesting. It's a pretty cool video. Yeah, My so video it's on your Instagram. Got it all done, yeah. They switched out the logos everything. You can't. Oh yeah, you can't hear the music. On. We'll get I'm yanked. worried. I'm just worried. Yeah, I, don't I know. feel you. Yeah, that's it, man. That is it. New episode of Two Bears One K with Tom Segura just went live as well. Me and my boy Tommy, Tommy Jeans, available now. All right, kids. Thanks for watching. Uh, this week, Tacoma, Washington, Thursday, Friday, Saturday with the crew, David Lucas, uh, Chevelle, Lacey, and myself. The whole crew will be out there. Jay Shab, Kyle with his weird mustache will be out there. Tacoma, Washington, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, this week, baby. Uh, North Carolina's August 19th through the 21st. And then end of the month in August, August 27th through 29th, La Jolla, California, is two shows Friday, two shows Saturday, and a Sunday show that's in La Jolla, California at the Comedy Store. Come back to the Comedy Store. Then San Jose, September 9th through 11th. The Big Boy, San Antonio, September 24th through 25th. Get your tickets at FATKZ.com or ThickBoy.com. Also, August 26th, the Taco the Taco Festival in Denver, Colorado. There will be Thick Boy Taco Stand there. And Thick Boy uh, Taco merch is available now. Um, I'll put it all on my Instagram. All the Instagram story. We can get your Thick Boy Taco Club. All that shit. Doing it for Denver only. The big uh, Denver Taco Festival is popping, man. So get your merch before you go eat your tacos and drink your beer and fart your pants off. All right? Love you guys, man. Stay thick. Be nice. Be safe. I'm out.